What did you hear recently? <laughs> there is no such happiness in the tavern as upon the road there, too. Okay, I like that. Said the Meta Knight. The Meta Knight? Yeah. Who's the Meta Knight? He's the guy who said that. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, you guys. We're back. Um, it's been an intermission. It's been a um, a decent interval. As Richard Nixon uh, would have said. Yeah. Listen, the um, future is out. It goes hard on New Year's. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, Mac and I both found each other, found ourselves. Uh, watch out. Watch out. No. Living dangerously. <laughs> Careful. It's going to go. So, but we haven't really recovered from New Year's, apparently. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you know, New Year's, it's, it is, it's the first part of the new year. You know, we took a, we took off a decent interval um in in the parlance of of Richard Nixon um but we're back now uh i'm not going to say better than ever but we are back aren't we yeah i mean we're you know putting the pieces together as it were yeah but, um, i literally have covid right now <laughs> yeah and so i literally will have covid in a few hours <laughs> so but That's this is uh, just if if you never understood listener how dedicated we are to this let it be known that um you know i'm risking my life here yeah, for mac is sitting your benefit max nose is about two and a half inches from my nose right now <laughs> that's how we record the podcast and it's and so cold in new york city we can't even have a window open yeah so we have to uh, snuggle our body heat together that's yeah we, we made out a bit earlier just so it was completely transparent, just to make sure the levels were right yeah um but, but uh yeah, but dude, yeah we are back it's uh, good to see your face i haven't seen you in a while i know Jonah. it's been a while dude you uh you you decamped south for several weeks, which I'm. You know what? I I knew you needed that, and it's, I'm glad you got it. You come. You're coming back looking rosy cheeked and refreshed. Ah, thank you. Yeah. You know, no. It's uh. It was much, much needed. It was a fucking uh, end of twenty. I mean, as anyone. What did you do on New Year's it? Eve? Actually, ultimately, because we called you. Yeah. What were you doing? What did you do? Well, you, you called me with a fat cigar in my mouth, but um. Yeah, you did have a. Big I was. Cigar I was actually. Mouth. You know, I was being a good boy. I was just hanging out with my mama. Um, I was just with my just mom smoking all. a huge cigar in your mom's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Mac, please. I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, fighting me at every turn. Yeah, I love you, Mom. Um, yeah, my New Year's is pretty chill. We were just hanging out there. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got some Texas folk on the pod listening. Um, probably saw a lot of y'all. And um, it was good. Yeah, my, my girlfriend um, came to see the family, came to see Texas, and we did a little bit of road trip, and it was a good time. Listened to some country music. Ate some fucking 
gnarly food and um, some roadkill. Some roadkill. Some yeah. possums that you peeled um, off the uh, evaded the some taxes. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, Hell yeah. You know the things you do in in, in Texas. The Lone so. Star State. It's well, good. Sam Houston would be proud, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's true. That's good crack, man. I saw, that's good so stuff. aside from getting COVID on New Year's, what did you do? What did you uh, do I was working. <laughs> I I'm the backbone of this country in many ways, but in particular <laughs> in that I work in food service. So I'm braver than a nurse and a and a police officer and a firefighter and a soldier combined into one. What did you think about um, that you no longer get the pots and pans um, clapped for you? Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I mean, as I understand, it was for it was for that was for waiters and bartenders from day one, and the nurses they just kind of stole it, <laughs> like they took it over from us and stole it, and everyone was like too embarrassed to correct them because I actually was one of the people who started it. Um, just saying, but uh, yeah, that's okay. I mean, listen, you know, we're not we're not. I'm used to being uh, you know, having being uh underappreciated um but uh silently carrying carrying water for this vile city you know serving them their treats um says the man who literally i see him every couple weeks riding by my apartment in a frigid tundra with like 20 pounds of groceries on his back for some old man who berates him (laughs) yes all right thank you for mentioning that i will pay you later um it's true. I'm a good person, everyone. Don't you uh don't you even think about suggesting otherwise on Twitter. Um But uh so but anyway, enough about that. We're back. Um Jonah, I know you hate doing this, but you're a resident um yeah, uh, B color commentator. So do you wanna tell us everyone what this podcast is about? Our little jingle as yeah, we do dude, here? It's the future Zao. It's the we're we're the wa- we're like a big we're like the watchdog from Tom and Jerry, the big gray dog that uh Tom and Jerry, uh, you know, antagonize who lives out in the doghouse. We're that dog, but we're that for, you know, Silicon Valley, the powers that be, generally speaking. Um, everything that might be in like a bad piece of Blade Runner fan fiction, we're on it, and we're here to tell you about it. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's just as simple as that, man. It's like shooting fish in a barrel, frankly. Yeah, it's honestly <laughs> pretty easy. lazy as far, <laughs> as far as ideas go. So, and frankly, you know, there's a there's a lot of pod to be casted. Um, so we just pick the select cuts, the USDA prime choice for you. Well, the benefit. So there's a uh, good news and bad news for you listeners. The bad news is that a lot of the news we're going to talk about here. You've probably already heard, and you heard it a month ago. Yeah, that's the bad news. That's the good news the is, though, there's some good shit. We got some uh, pretty, pretty prime cuts for yeah. effort future as how it goes. I would say for this this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, most of it has to do today with dying inside <laughs> an enclosed <laughs> capsule of some sort. It's great. But that's just uh, <laughs> just one of those little motifs of the episode. You know, that is some something very special that we. Uh, makes it so good to come back this is where in if, if we were you know polite people we would have a, a little warning before the episode that if you have any sort of um existential fears of death or like anxieties well, about the end um this is where you should turn off but we're not or that keep podcast. listening because we have the answer yeah. for you um so what are we talking about let's launch right yes, in dive in um so our first our first piece of news today brings us to the um yeah, to the snow-capped peaks of Switzerland, 
where, according to the New York Post headline, a controversial suicide pod that kills peacefully gets go-ahead in Switzerland. Um, so, uh, you know, headline pretty much says it all. We have a, a little pod that looks kind of like a... Um, what know. does it look like? It kind of looks like a... Uh, well, it like, looks like like uh, I don't know, like a like a like a little bit like an isolation chamber, like yeah. a Joe Rogan isolation chamber yeah. met like a like a like a Ma- Mazda Miata or yeah. something. You know those like fucking handheld vacuum cleaners? Right. That, like, it kind of looks like that's the vibe. Yeah, I get it too, looks like bigger. the one you gave me. Right. Remember you gave us? Yeah, it <laughs> like looks like a bit one. of like a like a like a Bissell a Bissell <laughs> style hand vac. Um. According to Dr. Philip Nitschke, who is the Australian inventor, I believe, the pod is, quote, very comfortable. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, assisted suicide is a thing in a lot of places, and I think, I think justifiably so, you know. Um, but so the idea here, right, is that, like, it's a human-sized pod, and, like, you get into it, and it seals up, has, like, a glass chamber on it, and I think it has wheels on it, too. and um, Right, it like fills with um, some sort of gas when um, sarin gas. Is that what? Is that no? What it's it, not. It's, it's not. It, it it just it it brings the oxygen co- like level down. Okay. So you go like hypo. Uh, you know, it basically just brings it down. It'd be like as if you were like increasing at altitude. Okay. You know what I mean? So it just brings the oxygen saturation in the tank low enough that you basically just go. Um, you just like pass out from not having enough oxygen, which okay. is, is presumably like a chill way to so die. So you like suffocate, but in a nice way. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like if suffocating is flicking off a light switch. Yeah. This is like just turning the dimmer down, like the dimmer <laughs> switch ever so subtly. Yeah. So you're like kind of you're chilling and you're vibing out. Well, so, I think this it's funny because like I think one of the it wasn't this article, but there was another article where like it had like I think it was. I don't want to misquote, but it was like a CGI of like the, the, the it's called a sacopod. I'm not sure why it's called. It's a sacopod. called the sarco. Sarcopod. The sarco sorry. suicide pod. Sarco suicide pod. It's catchy. Um, but they it had it like in this like uh, idyllic green space because the idea is right. like, if you want to like wheel someone off to like a park or something so they can dimmer switch yeah. uh, suffocate. Will you off to can. like fucking like, um, like mid court at the Knicks game? <laughs> <laughs> you can just, just go out. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Yeah, that'd be sick. But or you're like, in, you're into it though. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, like, I was just in the hospital a bunch in the past couple of weeks because of a a family member had to be in there for like a, just a, a freak medical accident, and which it worked out perfectly, and they're they're totally healthy now. But we, I spent like a week just like tra- traversing in and out of the hospital. It's fucking miserable in there. It sucks. It smells like shit. It that's the thing they tell you about the hospital. It smells disgusting. It's very bad. The food sucks. They don't even have any Gatorade because there's actually there's a Gatorade shortage. Really? Yeah, there's a shortage of Gatorade. Jeez. Everything's wrong about the hospital. So just put me into one of these little things. It looks like a little coupe. It's like a little Corvette. Wheel me out to, uh, you know, wheel, wheel me out to, uh, I don't know, like, uh, just, yeah, like anywhere classic, like the beach. Uh, you know your favorite like you know taco bell parking lot or something anywhere that has emotional resonance for you where the place you forgot your first hand job and then just like turn the oxygen down 
that's got to be better than like yeah. No, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm serious, and I'm kind of about it too. I mean, there's like you were hinting at it a second ago, but there's like several countries that allow for physician-assisted suicide, and I think there's like in Washington State now in the U.S. Under certain circumstances, you can do it too. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't have a lot of older people in my life, but the ones I've spoken to have all universally, especially the ones that have dealt with health issues, have all universally said they would like to have the option. Yeah, no to one wants to be trapped in your mortal coil while it's just everything goes to pot. Like, well, so a few details from this p- article is that, like, yeah, the Sarco thing. So basically, it asks you a bunch of questions. Is like, are you sure? Like, are you super super duper sure? And then you do it and um nitrogen will fill the uh the sort of the capsule and it brings the oxygen level down to about 1% oxygen in 30 seconds which purportedly in- induces a disoriented and euphoric feeling uh and then you just pass out and you die from hypoxia um and uh according to the inventor quote the machine can be towed anywhere for the death so yeah, you could totally be courtside, like with Jay Z, like just hanging out, like yo, yo, Jay, this is dope. And then he just turns the volume. He's you're like, oh, okay, see you, man. Bye, Jay Z. Bye, Jay. Um, so, so and about and and just for context, yeah, good. this is a Swiss invention, as if that bears repeating. As if, but around thirteen hundred people, according to the New York Post, uh, ended their life using assisted suicide in Switzerland last year. That's pretty substantial. Switzerland is not a large place. Yeah. So, uh, and obviously, you know, they like to brag, but it obviously must suck to be Swiss because it's just <laughs> like when you, when you have it, they just can't stop killing themselves um, offic- with official sanction. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds, it sounds like we both got a little bit of a nod to the, the Sarko pot in some way. Um, Sacro? Sarko? Sarko. Sarko. This is where... I lose it a little bit though, because um, what's his name again? Do you have his name handy? Mitchka. Mitchka. He's a he's an entrepreneur in the death sphere. Some call he's him Doctor Doctor Death. Um, Unlike no, but he's ripping off the original Doctor Death, Jack Kevorkian. Who's Jack Kevorkian? He is honestly someone who deserves a reappraisal because he was, um, he helped, He was an assisted suicide doctor who helped a ton of people do assisted suicide, which, for the record, I think should totally be legal. Like in under the premises on which it was practiced, which is like people who are really sick and have like under a lot of pain, and they're like, my shit's just fucked. Mm-hmm. My my, I have no, I cannot continue to chase the bag under these circumstances, and they're just like want to go out peacefully. He was like an assisted suicide doc, and he was like, you know, faced a lot of legal trouble, and he got nicknamed Doctor Death, um, the OG Doctor Death, um, for doing it. But I think you know now this was years ago this was in like the 80s or 90s um but uh he caught a lot of flack obviously um including like legal trouble but i think he was vindicated or at least i think by merit of this stuff being uh mainstream say he's vindicated sure but what were you gonna say well i was gonna say that like he so he's working on the the current um doctor the 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 uh 2.0 doctor death as it were yeah. he's working on another new project which I'm less sold on, um, and basically the idea here. I like um, this one more. We have the article. <laughs> we'll Philip get into Nishka. it. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, so he's also interested in patients that have dementia um, or Alzheimer's, and he's come up with this idea. I think it's still kind of in the early stages, but the general premise is that there's some sort of device <clears throat> in your in your brain 
and uh, it gives like off sort of like a, a thing where you have to uh, validate every day or so um, that you hear it um, to make sure that you you know you still have your mental facilities and you're not like losing it as it were from dementia. But the consequence is that if you forget to um, you know click on the you know I heard the sound or something, it kills you and um, it ends your life. So it's uh, kind of like a kill switch that you that people can opt to put in their brains before they or if they have dementia before they have dementia. And then uh, if they, uh, you know, start to lose it one day, lights out. Sayonara. Yeah. Uh, Newsweek did call him the Elon Musk of assisted suicide. <laughs> That's which, great. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's been making much more progress in assisted suicide than anyone than Elon has been doing in his own endeavors. But, you know, whatever. That's my, my little bugbear. Nonetheless, yeah, that's the thing. So... He's a, well, he is. So, for one, he's Australian. So, every time you think about this, think about an Australian, someone right. telling you, all right, just get in the port and uh, this will all be over in a minute. <laughs> it is what he sounds like. There's a video. Yeah, that that's that's a video. That's audio. That's <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. I, no, I like that. Like, because I guess the premise <laughs> is like. like right. I mean, I love the idea. It's like there is a quote somewhere where he was like, where someone was like, you know, well, how about like, how do you differentiate between um, someone wanting to die because their mental faculties have gone and then just forgetting? And he's like, well, we'll make it beep for like a day or two. And then, <laughs> and you know, maybe that's reassuring to some, but like, I'm pretty sure I've like literally listened to like my microwave door beep for like <laughs> right. three days because I just can't be bothered to go up, right. get up and close it. Um Nonetheless, yeah, but it, the thing is, like, if you get fully demented and you, like, really don't even know who or where you are anymore, like, just having something, like, my, I remember, like, you know, my dad, who's going to listen to this eventually, not quite on the same level, but he always was, like, he was, like, I'm going to make a video, he probably didn't get around to doing it, because, uh, you know, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to, to be done, and, you know, you know, if he's anything like me, which I am like him, you know, just an idea. Um, but like to make a video and be like, you know, okay, I'm giving you guys the authorization to just take my car keys away because I'm probably not going to want to give away my car keys. But like, if I'm a shitty driver, I trust you guys to just take my fucking keys and you can show me this video. Um, which I thought was very, very prescient and forward thinking because old people love to just drive their like their Buick LeSabers into like into Jersey barriers and then say, I don't know what happened. So I feel like if it's that, but like for being demented and just, you know, there's something to it. Nonetheless, this well, guy does seem pretty horny to kill I, old people. I think, so yeah, he seems pretty, pretty horny to kill old people. And I think one notable really thing we've it. talked about before <laughs> is like with the dementia thing, there's no, um, they haven't worked out yet the exact mechanism for which to, you know, do the killing. So it could be anything. Like it could be maybe there's like right. A he suggested poison. Po- a yeah. poison. Okay. So what I thought we were talking off mic that would be maybe the best is if you just had like a little explosive. Yeah, you put yeah. In your like brain a little you could explosive just... <laughs> that was set in the just in the base of your at the base of your skull that would just go off. Obviously, that poses cleanup problems. That reminds me of um, it's, it's a job for someone. Yeah, it's a job creator. It's millions of jobs that have been lost from COVID. There is this guy, if you're interested in something like this, Google Brian Wells or the death of Brian Wells. 
who was um, basically this pizza delivery guy from Erie, PA, which is pretty close to where I grew up, who um, ended up surrounded by police as part of an attempt to rob a PNC bank wearing an explosive collar that was attached to his neck. Um, And it it exploded and blew his head off on live TV. Um, And it was like, he, someone put the collar on him. It wasn't clear. It's a very interesting case. So, uh, you know, just a little, little light Crazy. reading. Uh, very interesting case. Anyway, so to continue on the theme of uh, disrupting the death space, are you looking at it? Yeah. Yeah. You should, look, you should read the article later. It's very interesting. Um, it's totally like some saw shit. Anyway, <laughs> um, continuing on in the digital d- death disruption space, we have um, a, little, a little number from last month. Uh, that came out in the Seattle Times headline, Amazon vet hopes his company will become the, quote, Warby Parker of caskets. <laughs> Love it. Um, and we're looking at a picture here of a uh, appropriately skeletal-looking man. Um, the type of guy, you know when you see a guy and their head just looks like a piece of skin stretched over a skull like a bongo drum? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> I just some guys who have yeah. that physical thing. He's like one of every, those guys. every person over the age of 40 in Arizona, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of look like <laughs> a penis. You know what I mean? Just dehydrated. Um, that's, that's this guy, Scott Ginsburg. Um, Scott and he's energy. standing very pleased looking uh, next to some caskets. Um, but, you know, you know, normally on this show, I think we talk a lot of bullshit. And we, I think, shit on these, all these people who are like trying to disrupt like every last little crevice yeah that has not yet been disrupted in this our poor just blasted landscape of an economy that's just like please well maybe but tell tell them what he's doing first okay tell, all right yeah fair um so i'll just read briefly um maybe uh from this uh from this article in the in the washington or sorry in the seattle times um, but for background, basically, this guy has developed a, a, a company called Titan Casket. That's Titan. Titan Casket. I feel like we've Titans. It was the Apple car. It was the Titan, right? Well, was it? Was, I think it was something we talked about had Titan. I guess when you're but... in the casket space, you don't have to worry about like stepping on too many toes because there's like not too many other people doing that specifically. Bit of a weird name though. When you when I think of myself dying and being stuffed into a box. I'm not like, damn, I'm fucking epic right now. I'm a titan. Anyway, this guy, um, he's trying to get in on that D2C uh, pie, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a rapidly expanding piece of pie. Um, and uh, This would be like you just order something online and it comes to you instead of having to go to like, a so, fucking shop. So Josh shit. Siegel, an Amazon alumnus, and Titan CEO Scott Ginsberg, a, quote, casket industry veteran, um, hope to build what they describe as the Warby Parker of caskets, a Casper mattress for the final rest. <laughs> that's, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So basically, the long and short of it is that like caskets are insanely expensive, and there's like <laughs> relatively few means by which to get them. And yeah. I guess you know, if uh, recent data is to suggest anything, we are in this country dying younger and faster than ever before. So it's probably a good. <laughs> Yeah, not to well, be too dark about it. It's all, I mean, also, I mean, not only are caskets expensive, but <clears throat> they get into in, in the article, and it kind of goes to what you were saying earlier was that um, you know a lot of the places, it, most people who unfortunately have to experience death at some point, 
the they get their casket from like the um you know the funeral home or whatever because that's just like where you go and like they charge they put in the article the number yeah it's like almost like 200 thousand times the while estimates vary markups between 200 and 500 percent are common in the industry um which is just like clearly taking advantage of people's grief right i mean they would argue it's because like they good at what they do or whatever but that's well, who's know, like gonna sinister. be like haggling when you're right. like your fucking dad just died yeah, and you're like right. well let me i'm gonna shop around a little right bit. No, <laughs> it's like no yeah, you're, you're, you're putting him. people at their most vulnerable state like fucking yeah it's super sinister i i i it is personally sinister, yeah i personally feel like so that's why well, i know mean, i agree yeah to get what you're saying it's like it, it like when i read the article first i was like lol like here's another one of these like fucking like, future is out, like, we're gonna fucking, like, own the world with, like, our, you know, fucking direct-to-consumer online buying bullshit, but it's like, hey, if you can stick it to the fucking, um, you know, the, the funeral home gougers, why not? But yeah, yeah ahead, it's true. I mean, well, for more from this article, the average cost of a funeral, including, like, all the fucking spielkis, all the ceremony, is about $8,000. Um, and, uh, you know this um there's a the profit generated from the sort of the debt what is known as death care services was uh close to two hundred and twenty five million dollars in twenty twenty one so there's like and that's that's not revenue that's that's off six hundred and twenty three million in revenue two hundred and twenty five million dollars in profit so you're earning a cool fucking you know a cool dollar on every three um that you spend stuffing Mima into the ground i found it funny though that apparently fucking cremation is uh taking a little bit of a hit on that though they're saying because well more it's people... cheaper to cremate for sure yeah and like more people are um i mean i don't know like i i would fucking burn myself i don't need to be stuck in the ground yeah but, i don't uh... like the idea of rotting in like what looks like a fucking um a cadillac <laughs> coupe de ville you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't love that idea in the first place. It's like, because you look at these caskets, like they're fucking chrome the fuck uh, out. Yeah, do you want to actually, we pulled them up on Amazon a second. The okay, Titans, because well, you the can thing. buy the Titans off Amazon today. They're not Prime eligible, but they will get they're there not pretty eligible. soon. And you they're, next day shipping, they're $1,000 and thousand dollars and 99 cents which i thought was kind of funny no, they're a thousand and ninety nine nine dollars yeah, okay they're about 1100 bucks okay cool but they have some really some dope colors there's like a nice mustard yellow <laughs> yellow there's like a light blue that kind of looks like what they paint like the color that you like paint a bridge right that kind of like gray blue um which kind of has some charm to it if you were like a union guy like a lunch pail guy and you worked somewhere like uh, in like a in like I don't know like the bridge company. Yeah, they've got um, some feisty ones too, like some race car orange and some. Yeah, some, you look like you the know. Dukes of Hazard car. <laughs> if you no, but you want to. <laughs> it's true. Like these are eleven hundred bucks, and basically they're about like the average casket costs like three k from the from the funeral home, right. the parasites at the funeral home. I mean, this has all been immunerated well in the fucking Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's you know true. I mean? It's true. So someone is finally just following up on what should have been done a yeah. long time ago. We'll say though that these these the Titans look look swell and there's some good reviews on them, but there's uh, they, some reviews are What's the resale the value? <laughs> like there's uh, apparently there's some dense issues, someone some had a quality, dent, some manufacturing issues um so I don't know, dude. Free. I would I would go I would 
I would, you know, I'd take my last ride to the pearly gates. Does it say what type of wood it has on there? Is it a good mahogany or a fucking... That's uh, a good question. Um, rosewood they're or some steel. shit? Or? They're just made of steel. They're just steel. They're, <laughs> they're, 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 no, they're Orion. No, wood. <laughs> no. No wonder they're a They're built from high-quality 20-gauge steel with a rubber gasket. So what happens to your corpse in there? Well, Cause if no, you're embalmed, I think that are you, you, just, in, you just don't... You just wait for eternity? Yeah. Like but, an Egyptian Well, they mentioned that there's apparently pharaoh. Like, there's green burials now where you can right. like you don't get embalmed and I guess they leave it. This is not the scientific, only, but they leave it sort of open so that you yeah. decompose They crack shit. the window. They crack, yeah. <laughs> keep the crack. <laughs> keep the window. That's the one thing worse than getting eaten by worms is just like in a steel tube for fucking eternity just like slowly that sounds mm. horrible i don't it's know awful. Why i don't want that, that. especially not for 1100 bucks and not a titan yeah yeah damn the only the only me, i, I would me in the river the only time i would be down for like the burial shit and all that is if i was in like one of those tombs from like the fucking you uh, know, the royalty and shit have where yeah like a, a mausoleum family. yeah or then, like a sepulcher yeah and you have like fucking gems and shit all around then yeah that would be dope cats there yeah i'll do that that's cool as fuck yeah or if i was buried with like my favorite horse and like a bunch of swords and And shit like like that fucking ar-15 is with me (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. well you could arrange that yeah you should reach out to titan about that yeah (laughs) see if they get an extra large version yeah um um so anyway there's a lot of fun things happening in the dying space yeah so keep an eye on that um (laughs) moving on though what other fun stuff um, I mean, we have more stuff that's about dying, but do we want to talk about that, or do we want to talk about? Uh, maybe we talk about the the McRib. The McRib. Yeah. The McRib is back. Um, I don't even know if it's still back. I actually, I did eat one recently oh, when it was God. like it God was disgusting, you. dude. The did McRib you know? is truly, I. It's well, fucking disgusting. It's gross. It's so bad. Did you know the reason that the McRib comes like in and out is because it's basically a function of like what is happening with pork futures? <laughs> I think like, you told me that, which is makes is great. Like basically, like when, <laughs> for like pork production, it's like you know it's kind of a commoditized thing. So there's like speculation on it, and occasionally they'll just be like an app. They'll just be like a collapse in the price of pork. So there'll yeah. be all this excess pork from like China and stuff that just has nowhere to go. And then McDonald's would just scoop it up for like pennies on the dollar. That's by so like good. Thousands of tons of pork, and then just be like, "The McRib is back." That's amazing. <laughs> and, and people will go, "Oh, this is a, to- a total tangent," but I feel like you'll find this interesting. So I've been reading, I've been uh, doing a, a random read of like David Foster Wallace nonfiction shit recently. Oh, nice. And uh, he has this one essay where he's talking. He went to like the county fair in Illinois or something. Right, it was, like yeah. in the early nineties, and uh, he's talking about like the. Um, like the people who were selling cattle and shit there. And um, the cattle farmers, this was in the early nineties, they were talking about how they were pissed because McDonald's and Burger King would come there. Like their agents would come to like scout out like the top, like uh, the meat selections. And they would basically like just overpay for all the best shit because they had the money and they would like, they, the like local buyers would get all pissed off because they're saying it was fucking up like the price of the meat because like they couldn't afford it. Cause they were just like, they would just over, overpay for everything so right. they could get it, whatever. Which is funny because like now we associate McDonald's with just like the most gnarly. Yeah, those shit. days are gone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are the halcyon days. But they're uh they're trap they're they're trading on a different reputation now. So no worries about that. Um, that is interesting though. That's pretty funny. Like, but yeah. Anyway, I mean, not only are have those days gone of of McDonald's 
you know, coming in with sharp elbows for the best meat available. Now they're 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 even twelve steps past that because they recently. I mean, this came out. This is. I mean, forgive me because this, even this this shit is still. Even though our podcast is like ostensibly about this, it still goes over my head because of how stupid it is. But basically, they came out with a McRib NFT. All right. Now, for those of you <laughs> who have blissfully been unaware what an NFT is, I genuinely envy you so much that my heart hurts. But an NFT is a non-fungible token, which means you can just take something that would pri- had previously existed online in some, uh, you know, ineffable format, and you can stamp it like essentially cattle brand something like a picture, like an, a JPEG, a fucking. A, a weapon skin in Call of Duty and you can cattle brand it with your own little thing so that everyone for history and posterity will know that it belongs to you specifically like this you're essentially individuating a thing that had heretofore been like infinitely reproducible with no differentiating marker to speak of um so they did that with 10 copies of uh a, like a picture of a mcrib it's just um, so dumb which like, is I, so dope yeah. <laughs> and i love it and obviously i tried to buy all 10 of them immediately by taking out a reverse mortgage on my parents house um but basically uh they they started this little this little um endeavor um they're not alone by the way like no, fucking uh taco bell was doing this shit with their fucking uh they did like little jpegs of their Doritos tacos. However, they famously uh, this wasn't a giveaway. They sold them, and someone bought them for like tens of thousands okay, of dollars. Okay, this is where Taco Bell is again just ahead of the curve compared to McDonald's. Because just, spoiler alert: not a single one of these McDo's fucking McRib NFTs has been traded. So there's no interest in them having existed. But basically, what they did in the long and short is they like they carved out a space in in the blockchain they created their own mcdonald's blockchain that is permanently associated with like the verified mcdonald's account um and this is like the marketplace like this is what mcdonald's has like established like it's like buying a piece of land and they're like this is the agora this is the marketplace for these mcrib nfts um and basically what happened was the moment they opened up shop Someone snuck in there instantly and donated them an infinitesimal amount of Ethereum, which happened to be 0.0000069 Ethereum, and then said, quote, Ayo, N-word, gives me some of that McRib. Um, and then they, were, they had to immediately issue a statement being like, we do not know who did this. We are looking into it. But basically, the funny thing about this is that um, now forever and eternity like this is unerasable and like whenever anyone tries to access like this little lodestone of online mcdonald's uh you know uh ephemera it will always have the n-word uh written on it and they just can't they can't undo it there's no undoing it um yeah (laughs) there you have it i mean it's it's pretty it's just uh, i don't know it's just like another beautiful example of like brands trying to wade out into this just like totally choppy uncertain waters of this like fucked up um technology that of a very uncertain provenance and like uncertain 
value add to begin with and just getting their lunch eaten by like weird cretins on the internet who want to say the n-word and well isn't there some concern that like um potentially someone from the inside may have done this i know they released a statement where they were like obviously condemning the n-word and stuff but then they were saying like we did an internal investigation there's no evidence yet that like it was someone from mcdonald's but Again, I'm not going to go too into the specifics because I write about this shit. I don't understand that. <laughs> but it's like, um, basically, like, someone had to know um, what the address, for lack of a better term, is was of this. And, yes. like, someone from the inside at McDonald's would be a good contender for that, right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Because um, it was essentially, like, the moment this account became, like, publicly interactable with... Mm-hmm someone hit it with this like minuscule transaction of again yeah. like point zero 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 six nine ethereum and then use the n-word um so it seems to suggest someone who had advanced knowledge of this thing existing like decided to like essentially graffiti it forever nice. um but and and something that a mcdonald's usa spokesperson said was that quote those who are familiar with this space will know that once the address for a crypto wallet is public, which McDonald's address was before this incident occurred, anyone can initiate a transfer to that account. Those transfers can include encrypted messages that are extremely difficult to regulate or trace. Um, but, yeah, it, the, a lot of people are speculating this is probably like some weird, uh, I don't know, like guy who was like hired to help, you know, build out this little stunt. And the funniest thing about it is that, uh, like, why, yeah. why are they doing this? Like, to what end, um, you know, uh, to generate, a, a, you know, excitement about the McRib. To this point, none of the 11 McRib NFTs have been traded at all. That's amazing. Because go figure, no one wants that shit. Because no one amazing. even wants a McRib in the first place. Um, anyway, just a little bit of, of, a, little bit of a vulgar NFT ephemera for you. Um, that's uh no I, I love it and it's good but I think it's you know um a good little I was I was gonna say like a good palate cleanser but just thinking of the McRib makes me want to fucking vomit but uh yeah it's not really it, much of that in in any sense is it yeah are gonna have a little bit of a pivot to not you know we keep it light here but a little bit of a more somber tone because you know there's a lot of fuck shit going on and uh well this we is want to talk about interesting some things. if i understand what you uh what you mean to say are you uh you're talking about nso oh well i or, yeah we we can talk about that now yeah i was uh, i was thinking about um something we'll get to now but yeah we can we can talk to talk about the nso group right wait, now what else were we going to talk about um the amazon stuff Oh yeah, I mean we can go either one. I don't know. One I mean it, that that's been that's been uh we have mentioned that. I mean I mean we have not mentioned this specifically, but I guess yeah. I mean we should touch on this. I mean it's just like it's yeah tone wise it's a little weird because it's just really grim. But it's like if I mean listening to this now, this has been a couple weeks, but those horrible Illinois that were happening, or <laughs> those horrible Illinois, dude, fuck those guys, fuck those Illinois, <laughs> those horrible tornadoes that were happening in Illinois and elsewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, like four obviously, wide tornadoes, kind of crazy Kentucky. in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what. So what? What exactly? Is yeah. The, so the top apropos. top line of this was. There's a lot of stuff that got jumbled up in the news that people probably heard about, but um, this was like right before Christmas. Um, you know, once in a generation, 
huge tornadoes that kind of swept across the Midwest and it was, um, you know, horrible. And like in some cases, um, leveled entire towns to the ground and, you know, left billions of dollars in damages and killed a lot of people. And it was, it was horrible. But, um, you know, within that, um, tragedy, um, deliveries and, um, you know, commerce, you know, goes on, like the show goes on, Amazon goes on and Amazon, um, specifically in Illinois, um, was still delivering people's, um, goods, presumably, um, batteries and, um, you know, loose paper and dildos and cock rings, whatever it is that people order for same day delivery. People, uh, drivers were delivering that, um, during the tornado watch. Um, and in some cases, which was detailed in a Bloomberg article, um, that came out right afterwards, um, some of the drivers were, were driving and literally would hear the sirens that are like playing out like in open air, like alerting people that there's a tornado coming right now. Um, and so there's these like really horrific texts between like the Amazon drivers and their dispatcher where they're basically saying like, um, you know, I hear like the sirens coming, like, should I come back? Um, and the dispatcher tells them in various ways that, um, no, like the policy is like, you got to keep driving, like keep, keep making the deliveries, keep making the deliveries. Yeah. Um, up until the point of literally being like, if you come back with packages undelivered, meanwhile, like historic tornadoes are ripping across the state and killing dozens of people. If you come back with packages undelivered, that will be tantamount to you refusing a delivery. And that means you won't have a job. Tomorrow. I think uh, maybe so people get a sense of a joke. Do you want to just do maybe, cause there's a back and forth there. Do you want to do a little read through of uh do you want to be a dispatcher or the driver? Which yeah, you, where are maybe we? maybe you should be the driver so you can cleanse your soul. Uh, I will. I will happily. I will happily. Uh, you know, embody the evil of of a uh, of 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 the wretched dispatcher. But which the Bloomberg the Bloomberg one? Okay. Yeah. Um, so there should be some screenshots. Let's go to the screenshots. You see the screenshots? Yeah. Give me one second. So it says radio's been going off with the fucking image of the tornado warning. And dispatcher says, okay, just keep delivering. We can't just call people back for a warning unless Amazon tells us to do so. And he said, just relaying in case y'all didn't hear it over there. Then again, tornado alarms are going off over here. So hearing the tornado alarms all around them. And the dispatcher says, just keep delivering. We have to wait for word from Amazon if we need to bring people back. The decision is ultimately up to them. I'll let you know if the situation changes. Um, just talking to them about it now. Shelter in place for now, um, which in this case means in your car. Yeah. Um, I just And then this is back to the dispatcher. I just got word from Amazon. Give it about 15 to 20 minutes and then continue as normal. So keep delivering. 
I will let everyone know if things change. He said, how about for my own personal safety, I'm going to head back. Having alarms going off next to me and nothing but locked buildings around me isn't sheltering in place. That's waiting to turn this van into my casket. Hour left of delivery time. And if you look at the radar, the worst of the storm is going to be right on top of me in 30 minutes. It's actual sirens. And this is the, the true response. If you decide to come back, that choice is yours. But I can tell you it won't be viewed uh, it won't be viewed as for your own safety. The safest practice is to stay where you are. If you decide to return, um, if you decide to return with your packages, he says, if if you decide to turn with your packages, with your packages, it will. Yeah, if you decide to return with your packages, it will be viewed as you refusing your route, which will ultimately end with you not having a job come tomorrow morning. The sirens are just a warning. Yeah, and then the guy fucking says, I'm literally stuck in this damn van without a safe place to go with a tornado on the ground. And yeah. Then, yeah, I think responds, that's... Amazon is saying shelter in place. I'll let you know if they say anything else to me. It's pretty... F- I, that's, I mean, I just wanted to... Because it's like... Yeah, it's... I feel like it just says a lot, right? Like, it's that's so fucked up. Uh, it's obviously fucked up. It just also shows how, like, these middle management people who are, like, dispatchers, who probably aren't making any fucking money either, are, like, forced to be these, like, fucking, uh, like, overseers, where they're, like, forcing people to, to drive into their doom because of, like, to meet these fucking uh, algorithmic quotas, you know? And they're like, it, well, we'll see if Amazon tells me any different. <coughs> well, that's the it's, f- like, completely inhuman, like, and it, it's, like, it's not only is it, like, is it, like, fucking hostile to human life and, like, absolutely vicious insofar as workers are concerned but it's just like unmoored from human judgment it's just like it really illustrates how like these things aren't even up to human beings to make a judgment call on anymore it's just like the choice is like is like in the ether somewhere and it's just like not really like you're literally telling your fucking workforce to like drive into the fucking eye of a fucking tornado it's it's insane because i'm sure if that dispatcher even if they did try to reach out to amazon like what does that even mean in this day and age when amazon has 150,000 employees like it's just it's like they're just working with an algorithm that's telling them to do and i thought that i mean i covered this a little bit and like the most fucked up part to me at least about it was that like afterwards amazon was pinning like really just like pinning everything on the dispatchers and saying, um, you know, like this is, you know, we never tell dispatchers to, to do whatever they did. And like this, disp- they were just like this dispatcher, this dispatcher, this dispatcher. Meanwhile, like they go into this in the Bloomberg article, but like numerous, like pretty much everyone they talk to that works at Amazon all says uniformly that like they aren't really versed well in like anyone at the company in like how to deal with like inclement weather or like disaster events and you know these a lot of the dispatchers and the flex drivers who deliver the packages are all contractors and they're not really tied to the company in any like very yeah it's all contracted out and so it's like you're expecting these people to like know all the things to do and you're putting the blame on them when like you're the one you know, profiting from fucking sending him into tornadoes and you can't even be the one to fucking accept the bullshit when it happens. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what the, you know, like... Yeah, it's very gross um, on so many levels. And, and like, I think it's, you know, I mean, it's not just, you know, for the future's out. It's like, this is literally, like... <laughs> I, I mean, not to be too hyperbolic about it, but, like, these fucking weather events like are somewhat tied to fucking climate change oh, and they're gonna yeah, happen more often and is. like we're gonna have more people 
fucking like just delivering shit because of straight so many into tornadoes into our like you know into everyone's homes during these fucking events and i don't know i it's it seemed like very telling of a lot of a lot of things right yeah it's depressing man i mean i think it, it sort of has like a poetic resonance because it's just like the whole thing is that like we're not fixing climate change nothing's actually going to improve but like you will get like every modern convenience if you're like on the top right. of the totem pole yeah. and that in that way like you know it's just like listen the got the law doesn't the government doesn't respond to you in any way like i just saw something today i mean it was that like uh some survey had determined that like there's basically zero connectivity between public opinion and the law like okay there's just no input whatsoever like whatever people think about x y or z issue and what the law is about it has like essentially nothing to do with one another um which was which was like you know determined and i think that's what a lot of people feel but like the the buy-off is like well you can have every convenience like delivered right to your door um for if you matter enough and like this is like a perfect example of that is just like sending these like you know gig workers into the heart of a fucking like tornado to deliver me my my like my my hand lotion and like my uh my nintendo switch paper towels and my paper towels <laughs> and it's just like okay cool i mean so yeah it's it's chilling and it, it just represents how much like it's unmoored from like any human yeah. uh, you know means of of morality or what have you i would love genuinely love to have like a list of like all the things that were ordered like during that time you know what i mean like yeah the, all the things that were like delivered <laughs> during that yeah. time that would be like a great list. I mean, simple. you know, like a bunch of, you know, just what what do you need if you're hunkering down, you know, some just a bunch of jurgens and some, some yeah. Some but you know, I mean, it's like not that's unexcusable. But like it is, we're living in a situation though where it's kind of like it's just a fuck situation all around though, right? Because a couple of weeks ago, like in um in New York, like um before I left for New Year's you know, shit was getting real here with the Omicron stuff, and, like, bro, you couldn't get a fucking at-home test anywhere, right? And, like, yeah. really, the only place you could get it was fucking Amazon, and even then, they ran out, too. But, um, but you know, I went to fucking Amazon because I was, like, I could, it was, like, a five-hour wait, literally a five-hour wait in a fucking line, or, like, order some shit off of Amazon, and it's, like, what, somebody, are, you, what, are, um, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, like, I mean, somebody very close to me is is now doing a, um, as a New Year's resolution, a no Amazon um, 2022. And it's insanely disruptive. Like, because you yeah. get so many things, you just reflexively turn to Amazon. Um, and yeah, if you want to make a, make a point of not doing it, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just more evidence. Like, just file that away. And this is the absolutely, like, soul-crushing evil and just, like, vacuous cosmic horror that is Amazon as a company. Um, in case you needed any more proof. Um, up next, what do you say, Mac? What do we want to do here? A little uh, uh, post-mortem on NSO group, and then we can take a little break. We'll do that. Yeah. Okay. What are you thinking? Uh, okay, so let's see how to approach this. Okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, I get, we haven't really talked about this company a lot, but I think, uh, you know, one of the threads here on the Futures Out is, you know, sort of online surveillance. And, 
all the forms that's in and there is you know in my sort of sister i guess like or cousin um project of this which is my newsletter i cover this company a lot and they're called nso group and basically what they do and what a lot of uh, new (laughs) i don't know what it stands for honestly um an israeli group but um israeli though yeah because isn't there also the israeli the black box people there's yeah there there's actually it's not yeah it's not it's not random that there's a lot of israeli companies that do this but basically um in a nutshell for listeners like um what they do is kind of this like growing thing which is uh this like kind of mercenary spyware um and so they create technology that um basically infects devices um whether it's a phone or a computer or whatever to where if someone clicks on like a bad link um or something like that then the person who directed that attack they get to have complete access to that person's phone without or their device or whatever without them knowing it so they can see everything they're looking at turn on their mic listen to anything they're saying and like monitor all their keystrokes and NSO group is one of the top purveyors of this and the reason they have gained so much fame was because their specialty with this software called the Pegasus software um, their specialty is that they're able to um, crack iPhones which is something that is like kind of always eluded a lot of hackers that like iPhones are notoriously a bit harder to crack than other things. Um, and so this is the last several years they've got kind of become like a pariah because they not, they're an Israeli company, but they sell their spyware basically to the highest bidder and to law enforcement and like security services for a bunch of countries. So you know, their buyers range from anywhere from like the Mexican government to the UAE government, to the Saudi Arabian government, um, to I think Qatar, um, and a lot of places whose like security states are infamously authoritarian, right? And like they, they, uh, investigate people, um, and commit a lot of like, um, you know, uh, infractions against like political dissidents and like people who are you know you would never you know want to have their you know their rights infringed upon um but they basically are amoral and they they will sell to the highest bidder um and they've been like you've gained a big reputation for that yeah and there was like some research that was done to show that like a lot of mexican journalists too have had their shit compromised and like do you know one thing about the state of journalism in Mexico? It's like a pretty goddamn dangerous profession. A lot of Mex- journalists are getting killed, like willy nilly. So it's yeah, amoral to immoral. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of like the the places that their software has found it was wound up in. Um, so like yeah, they're pretty much they're like about as close to a black hat you know actor as you might as you might wish to to get, but go figure it's like it wasn't the mexican journalists getting killed that sort of got them on the shit list like you know as you said it was it was um their fame and uh notoriety for hacking apple devices and um which in turn got them placed on the united states entity list which is essentially a a going essentially a blacklist run by the u.s government meaning that if your company is on this list you need special clearance 
if you're in any way affiliated with the U.S. government to do business with them, um, which is a, a it's pretty, like sanctions essentially. It's like effectively, yeah, yeah, it is like effectively a sanction. Um, which was big because like a lot of these like sort of like the people that are on the blacklist, like if people remember during Trump, like Trump added a lot of people to the blacklist, like Chinese companies and stuff. Like um, traditionally. It's not to a T, but a lot of the companies that are on there come from like the like quote boogeyman bad bad guy countries. Yeah. But NSO Group is from Israel, right? And like there's yeah, been they're like, one of our of, bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> but there's been Why like are they uh, on the list? I, I was we were hinting at it earlier, but there there are a lot of these like what I would call like surveillance for hire companies that are based out of Israel because they have like a very unique position in the. This is like kind of a geopolitical thing where it's like they friends with like the western countries so they can't really like people don't come after them but they still like if nso group or any of these israeli companies used sold their software in israel they'd be arrested because it's illegal to to operate like that in israel but they can operate because they're selling it in countries where they don't have laws against that type of spyware. Yeah, and to be um, sure, I'm sure if there's, I'm sure their stuff is used by the Israeli, by like Mossad and so on. Like, sh- probably. I feel well, like they probably that's have their safe, own. Their safe own to thing. assume. Yeah. Well, uh, if they, the, unless they have something better themselves. Yeah. Well, that's the. There's no way in a country like Israel where I feel like. Yeah. You know the military and like the sort of private sector and the or the public state are work hand in glove like yeah. i really doubt that well that's a key part. they'd be taking a principal stand of letting their own government yeah. you know well it's a key them. it's a, it is a key part of it though because that's i mean that's a reason why if you look at the list of the people who these companies sell to they're like they're third world countries but not that poor there's, they follow a map right where it's like yeah all these countries like are like they're developing but they're not they're somewhat sophisticated, but they don't have as built out a security state as yeah, like, or like a tech they can't, sector. They can't like do it themselves. Stuff, like, yes. like these companies don't exist really in the US because the US has the NSA, right? Like the the UK has their own their own like security apparatus. Like every country's doing this, but a lot of these countries have to sort of like outsource their surveillance to these companies because they don't have it. They don't have the tech and in-house. Israel is like sort of I feel like Israel also as a nation has like a very you know they like Israeli Mossad has like a outsized reputation of working closely with the CIA f- through much of the 20th century and being like a really well-developed security like uh or like intelligence organization for the size of the state of Israel um and they have like you know they've they're pretty adept and well-developed um and so as an outgrowth of that you have a lot of like um this type of technology and um you know uh efforts in in industry that is like you know creeps outside of like the 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 state interest of of or what is like you know a national security interest or what is like a a officially israeli state interest um i mean there was famously harvey weinstein when he got sent down it came out that he was using an Israeli like surveillance kind of like private eye slash tech company yeah. black black box, I believe it is. Yeah. Um pretty sure they had Vice had a really good thing about black box a while ago, which was they're yeah, they're they're a big one too. Um 
and like more commercial in the sense that like yeah. you can you can like black you, cube i'm sorry yeah, you, anyone can like black get cube strategy want. limited but it is i mean yeah and, and we'll get to why you know it's actually been kind of bad news for nso now but like uh nso is like they were the big shots kind of like the one that flew too close to the sun but this whole thing of like I've I've talked about this a lot in my like newsletter, but there is like kind of this like um it's this gray area where a lot of these private companies are existing um that are filling this gap of like a lot of countries that basically are like this is a bit of a stretch, but gig working like their own personal NSA through like these Israeli surveillance companies. So it's like they don't have the capabilities to have like right. an NSA or like a surveillance state, but they can pay, you know, a pretty penny to do that. Um, it's kind of similar. It's it's a little bit similar to the company we've talked about a lot, Clearview AI. Mm-hmm. Um, like that exists within the US context, but like a lot of like police departments don't have like great fucking AI capability, right? So they pay a Clearview to like use their facial recognition services. It's like all, it's this like, you know these this outsourcing of um tech surveillance shit onto um other 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 um sources but the reason why i've been writing about and talking about it recently is cuz NSO group um were having like you know the stride and uh, they've kind of been like the de facto king of the surveillance um uh apparatus but shit went south pretty quickly in the last couple of months so first a couple of months ago what happened Obviously, we were mentioning that like the Pegasus software, which is their the thing they're known for, uh, the main reason why it's like good uh, for people that want it is that they can hack Apple products. So Apple, um, this was a couple months ago, filed a a, a lawsuit um, against NSO, basically um, trying to like one str- like sue them for a shit ton of money for like. Um, harming their products and their consumers um and like their customers but then two also stripping them access from all of their services um which was like a big blow for um nso group but then around that same time as jonah mentioned earlier nso got added to the u.s entity list which at the time seemed like kind of strange because like i was saying like you don't typically add israeli groups to it so yeah, why was there it are, there are little yeah little pet 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 there are, you know, yeah a little friend attack dogs but uh a couple weeks like this was a couple weeks ago it became a bit more clear why that happened um this was a reuters report um that came out but basically um it's been confirmed more since but uh nso's spyware had been confirmed to have been used against like i think it was six or nine U.S. State Department officials who were based out of Uganda, I believe. Um, and so these are spooks for the most part, or like yeah. diplomats. Um, and, you know, their phones had been targeted by NSO. So it's like someone, it's unclear what the government was that was attacking them, but some government had used NSO to like hack into their phones, monitor their keystrokes, monitor everything that was on there. Um, and the U.S. found out about it and everything that seems that what's happened is you know the higher ups got attention and they're like okay that was a bridge too far and now we're cracking down um and so so basically nso got like just too sloppy selling their shit to everyone that's what it seems like they came back it came back and 
around and like bit the hand that feeds effectively. Um, because, you know, yeah, they seem to be like a moral institution just selling their tools to whoever would buy them. But now, I mean, honestly, seems like a very short-sighted business decision because the United States is in a position to really shut them out. I mean, well, well, I guess that's the question because they're now on the entity list. Like, basically, they can't do business with the United States unless it's like explicitly in the interest of, you know, U.S. security or like intelligence want want their tool, then fine. But broadly speaking, like, can't keep doing this like retail spook shit that they've been doing, which is like selling their Pegasus software to whomsoever may want to buy it for whatever purposes but um and like uh, i guess what i was reading was like they're about to they're in a position to default on like half a billion dollars of debt so they seem like they're in trouble but is there not is there not something that i read that like the pegasus division i.e like the actual spyware that they've developed that there's interest um to just buy it out and take it over by like private capital like some venture capital firms or something along those lines yeah so basically as as far as i'm aware is that like they they were they already had like some pretty big debt issues but what silicon valley company doesn't right like they had some issues before but when the entity list thing happened and specifically when the state department sort of announced that they had you know had been attacked by nso all the people a lot of the like major investors involved with nso got real skittish and hands off right and so within literally the last month um you know there's been a bunch of talk about nso selling off um the pegasus software and not just selling it off but selling it off to a company that would essentially just like kind of make it a shell of what it was like basically killing it and Mm -hmm. like nso and there's also talk of nso the company itself um completely shuddering and i i actually asked them about that and they wouldn't like say one way or the other um which is like kind of telling um they're definitely considering just like completely shuttering the company and so it's like a lot of yeah but these happen i feel like these things come and go like to the extent to which any of this stuff is useful to like intelligence to like Mossad and cia like it will continue to exist in in whatever form it's, it's needed to you know what i mean and like i feel like Right. Well, that's what I would think, but uh, but then at the same time, like, if there are like, yeah, I, I'm sure there is, but like, it also seems like they've, you know, they've accrued some reputation, um, which is probably not not a function of nothing. You know what I mean? No, they were so, good. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what 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 come what becomes of like the guys who are at the head of it, because I believe I just looked at NSO as like the initials of the three dudes who started it who are our form, oh, really? former Israeli, former Mossad dudes. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that would be like an interesting thing to to see. Um, but yeah, clearly it just seems like a classic example of them like getting a little bit fucking uh, eyes too big for their stomachs and selling it to shit, selling it to a, a sort of at cross purposes and then yeah. the U.S. getting a little bit burnt and obviously, or the U.S. or just Apple. Yeah. Like these private companies who are just like, fuck, fuck this. Well, no, for sure. And yanking I, the leash, you know? Yeah, I think it's like one of those things where like you kind of know, <laughs> I'm trying to give advice to someone that wants to be a surveillance company, but it's like you have to know your lane, right? Because if you want to get really popular and like be that type of company that's like, you know, making headlines and shit, then you have to maybe not sell to fucking companies that are, that are like 
you know, involved in dismembering dissidents, right? But if you are going to be doing that, then maybe stay on the download. This was one thing that we didn't we didn't uh, get to yeah, earlier, they did, but the Khashoggi, uh, yeah, I mean, regardless of what you think about that whole ordeal, like Jamal Khashoggi at this point is a household name. He's the uh, you know the Saudi Arabian writer who was um, killed by assassinated by the government, cubed. and cubed. Uh, they NSO group was the reason why they were able to track him. Like their Pegasus software was instrumental in them finding him and eventually chopping his body parts up or whatever the fuck they did right yeah they sawed his ass up so you know once you once you get like that much notoriety you kind of have to you know you're forced the block is hot to a position yeah but Um, but yeah yeah end of uh, of an era potentially a little bit of free advice for all my all the aspiring uh aspiring uh hack you know yeah hackers for hire out there um well very good we wish them the best nso um if you are seeking to use uh nso services use code future is out 20 for 20 percent off uh your free trial um remember to also use your other code for give well or no not give well uh fuck i fucked it up what was it um better health Better help. Better help. Better help oh, is yeah. one of our best sponsors oh, yes. that we're very proud to have. Better better help. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If you have if you witness the satanic um fires of hell burning behind the eyes of Travis Scott, uh, you know, drop us a line and use code uh FIO. FIO twenty for uh twenty percent off uh communing with the spirit realm. Uh and uh summoning the demons ball and moloch. <laughs> um okay, uh let's take a little break. Uh, and we'll commune, commune with the spirit realm vis-a-vis some great tunes from Dalton Court, and then we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be for back a little last and, hit and talk about um, our favorite guy of the year. Yeah, our favorite guy of the year, a special guy. Cool. All right. KPRK W two four. Those were the sultry sounds of Dalton Core. Uh, DJ Jonah, what did you think about that last track from uh, Espresso Tempo? One of these Espresso Tempo. Your genius. Beautiful Java 
super cup styles Don Cor dripping in from espresso super special the commercial espresso machine here too. Uh, we love it. You know, it's all good stuff. Jonah, you can do better than that. You, have, you probably have a very fancy espresso machine at your work, don't you? Uh, yeah, you know, I know how to use a fucking Maserato uh, Mini <laughs> Elite. Uh, you know, I even know how to clean it, which is no no easy task. Jonah, what's the most the most annoying drink that someone can ask for when you're on a busy shift? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know, probably like an... Um, like an oat milk flat white or something like that. That's pretty annoying. Just because the oat milk doesn't foam as well. Um, generally speaking, anything with foamed milk is annoying, but they're all equally annoying. Um, though in a certain way, if anyone, if someone just asks for hot water, that kind of pisses me off. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Just pay pay for something, man. So pay I was tea. I was at a rest I was at a restaurant having a nice little experience a couple days ago. And, uh, you know, I had after, like, as a dessert, just a, a simple hot espresso. Would that bother you? <laughs> if it was you, yeah. But no, <laughs> any, otherwise, no. Anyone's entitled to it, except yourself. Especially if you ordered it a hot espresso. That would <laughs> right. piss me off. Can I get an extra hot, please? Well... Yeah. So I can spill it on myself. <laughs> well, on the topic of people that piss us off, um, you know, it's fitting that... Dear listener, this podcast was supposed to be our end of the year uh, 2021 send-off, right. but due to unforeseen circumstances, um, didn't happen that way. But we're going to pretend um, everyone get in their, uh, you know, their little time machine, go back a couple weeks, or if you're listening to this in the, the distant future, maybe a little bit further, and put yourself in... Um, just about early December, mid-December 2021, looking back on the year um, as Time Magazine does every year and has done for the past, I think about a century at this point. Um, and you probably know what I'm talking about, but they have uh, traditionally like the man of the year, um, although the man now, of the year, now it's, uh, you know, not, no longer it's the man of the year. Of the year yeah, person it? of the year. But, uh, you know, the person of the year, there's been many persons of the year. Um, some more Dude, um his head is hold on hold on hold on got a thing on here um you know i think gandhi's been the person of the year like obviously obama has been a person of the year um hitler well there's also been hitler and stalin Did and uh, stalin? there's I don't think stalin was he was, was he certainly was i think uh, he may have been it twice actually um trump has been person of the year i think more than once that's appropriate though. um so we'll get into like whether or not what that means or what it means or whether it's important. But basically, like, you know, everyone, you know, if you're anyone that has any sort of, you know, semblance of stepping outside, you see the magazine covers at the end of the year. It's like a thing. Right. So who is 2021's person of the year? Well, it's uh, fucking it's, Elon Musk. It's fucking Elon Musk, which you already know at this point. Um, but it's funny because like I feel like Elon we were talking about this mm-hmm. off mic. Elon Musk, um, for a lot of reasons in the future's out, partly because he's causing it and partly because he's involved in it, has like been the undercurrent of a lot of our episodes. So I think we were just gonna spend some time to talk about um, you know, what it means that he was named the person of the year and sort of like kind of what our um you know, overall thoughts about 
this strange strange person is um now that we've had like a year to yeah, sort of reflect I mean, on all okay, this let's 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 just say i mean yeah he is the person of the year because he's just like a sort of uh just sort of a weird poster gets us a guy who can't stop tweeting right can't stop getting himself in trouble online who can't his whose wife has left him um because who is undoubtedly you know a clever dude who's just like uh just sort of victim and captive to his own sort of juvenile desires to uh you know just dick around on the internet yeah. and uh you know it's I also guess, the wealthiest man on earth and he's the well which it makes which that is makes kind of the strange right even sadder <laughs> um yeah so yeah what's to make of that i mean it's it's so much i mean it's there's so many ways to sort of slice into it i mean we don't it's it's daunting. It's daunting. I mean, well, what do you? What's your? What's your? Well, let me ask. Let me turn this on you, Max. Sure. What's your gut reaction to to Elon Musk, Man of the Year? So I mean, yeah. What do you? What do you make of that? I so I mean, when I like most people, when I initially heard it, especially because like I spend m- more time thinking about Elon Musk than most people, and not in a positive way. Um, when I heard it, I was like, "Fucking I rule!" Right, especially when you think of like all the people. My initial reaction went to like, you know, like there's over 300,000 people in the U.S. that died from COVID this year. It's like maybe someone involved the vaccine or someone involved with something else. Well, just this year. Um, But um, there's a lot of people who could have been like person of the year. But when you when I started looking at a bit more is like, what does, quote, person of the year mean? And like when you look at like the the history of like who's been named it, um. You know, it's usually someone who's a uh, on the top of searches and like the top of like people's like popular media Two, It's people who are sort of involved in things that are like kind of at the forefront of, um, I don't know, like business type of stuff. And I think that like, you know, as much as I shun Elon Musk, like a lot of the he makes sense for like this thing right like it's like who's gonna be fucking joe biden like no like fucking elon musk um if you look at like tesla and spacex which are his two big crowning things um they both have had you know we can go into like the the issues with them which are which are significant but they've both had individually like their best years on record yet and like they're both like doing things that have like are going to have like an impact on both like the automate automotion automotive industry and on the space industry that are going to far outlive their capacity. And at the same time, he's the wealthiest man in the world and is also like under investigation from the Securities and Exchange Commission and is like fucking you know, hosting Saturday Night Live and admitting he has like autism and shit. There's a lot of reasons why it's like. He's a fucking wacky character, you know what I mean? And I think that, like, as much as we have issues with him, I think it kind of makes sense that this is the time and place. That's my perspective, you know? No, I agree. I mean, I think it's absolutely right. Like, that is the man of of now, is, like, someone who, like, it's really unclear if they have anything, like, you know, I think his genius of anything is just in, like, 
sort of herding and like cooing to investors and like you know just the market which is just a bunch of like you know weird autistic people themselves (laughs) as it were who are just like ghosts who are like scared like sheep at any like little you know oh the fed is raising rates then you know then they flee and then you know, he, uh, something, uh, you know, he like winks encouragingly on Saturday Night Live and then the stock goes up. It's like, you know, he's a good little Pied Piper in that way. And like, there's no doubting that he has a sort of me, a, a, a type of charisma um, that he can marshal to his own benefit. And like, you know, that Tesla and SpaceX have made certain, um, you know, baseline uh, achievements, you know, um, granted, I think the 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 larger story with tesla is a, is like the massive overvaluation of that company um something we've talked about and like should probably talk about more um spacex too is like you know sort of filling the gap that nasa once held like becoming a privatized version who are winning massive amounts of public like funding and like grants and funding from the federal government to do what was you what used to be the province of nasa um and then like sort of getting the accolades for it which like you know to the extent that they do succeed in in sending rockets up or whatever fine but this is stuff that to me at least was like routinely done but is now like hailed as like some big uh achievement um each time it's done because it's now it's being done by a publicly traded company, so it's obviously in their interest to, uh, you know, notify and alert everyone in a way in order to, you know, affect the share price in a way that was not necessarily the case when it was merely NASA doing it. Granted, that doesn't mean that. I don't know. I mean, like, I, you know, this is not this is not Musk. What you talk about the other probably guy who was really close in the running to Man of the Year is fucking. Uh, our our guy Jeff Bezos, who's just been wearing just globe trotting, trying to find the tightest pants he can possibly, <laughs> uh, just like you know pour himself into, and and yeah. marat and do salsa dancing. I well yeah, and I think he. I'm and sure, like I'm his sure little he... fucking space adventure was li- seems just like the most trivial. Yeah, his space, space adventure though is like ever. It's like that's not... that's where like I I don't know like the I think the like gap between the the spacex thing and like the whatever the fuck jeff bezos is doing it's like night and day like they're 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 it's like jeff bezos is pouring a bunch of money into something but it's not it's really is just like it's like it's like shoving a dick into space but i but like Very much before so. before i think what 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 i was getting at and i think we, when you were talking about it, it made more sense was I don't know if the time, the people at time, like those folks were thinking about this at no, all. They're just sucking but, them off. But what I think is, yeah, and the article definitely read that way. But, um, but what I think it's like in hindsight, a kind of fitting, um, fitting decision is because like a lot of the things we're talking about and sort of what we've talked about all year in the future is out is like what is like of this moment. Elon Musk and what he represents is like, the most mainline version of like what's going on right it's like you're talking about like there's no more like nasa there's no more like collectivism and it's all this that's musk like oh it's like 
kind of like these autistic dudes like Mark Zuckerberg running like the most powerful institutions and like having more capture than like democratic institutions. That's Elon Musk. Elon Musk literally has more power over the stock market than fucking like the biggest investment firms. Right. And like he's making jokes on it. Like there's so much about like our current moment that he sort of represents uh, even when it comes to like, you know, I have buddies who are like trying to fucking make startups and shit. And it's like it, fucking the Elon Musk model is like is like the fucking thing. Right. It's like you you like you don't run advertisements. You just like tweet inflammatory shit to get like your your name out there. It's like the, all these sort of things like he's purposely or not found himself at like the, you know, the crux of like of a lot of the shit that's like making the world what it is now. And it's like for what's worth it's not a great world right the world we're living in now is like very much the future is out right um there's a lot of shiny shit that's nice but it's like underpinned by like this really immature like toxicity you know what i mean 100 percent. no i mean i think you make a strong case actually like it's true like we, we need elon musk and musk like figures and they need us like they need our adulation and like in order to sort of buoy their their image and their self-importance but we also need to in this era where there's just like been essentially like a total abdication of like government and like you look at the united states government i mean i don't think it's ever seen as anemic or like i don't think people have ever put less stock in like in like in the u.s government as they have the joe biden administration to like actually bring about any type of significant change or 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 like you know, wherewithal to bear to change a certain state of affairs. Like, I don't, they're basically saying it's like, it's up to you, man. Like, fucking buy your own tests at Walmart as far as COVID goes. Go to work. Like, take five days off max if you have to, and then go back to work. And then we're not fucking solving this. You are. Like, and I think in that environment, like, individual people who are like larger than life, like Elon Musk, who, whose companies are, you know, to varying degrees, like houses of cards, I think. Um, Tesla in particular, although, like, not to say, like, without some, you know, some some clear uh, fucking, um, some juice to show for them, uh, those people are, like, what we have to look to. And I don't think it's surprising. Like, I'm profoundly skeptical of... Elon Musk in particular insofar as he is literally just like a fucking arc capitalist like um I don't think we have any hope to to be found in individual business leaders who are out to enrich themselves um on the backs of all of our of everyone else in in the environment but uh you know I understand how he is like someone who at least articulates a vision in the way that like Joe Biden or fucking Donald Trump are literally just like can't see beyond the fucking ends of their own noses. It's it's goddamn depressing. So well, in I think that they way, ha- like, they it, have does, like a, it does make some sense to me. Yeah, and I think they have. I guess what you're getting at too, part of it is that like they have like a, th- even if it's bullshit, which I th- I think we both agree a lot of it's bullshit. They have a thing that they're trying, they're publicly trying to achieve, right? Like, like with with both, like with a Tesla thing, right? Like the branding was always that like we're trying to like make, you know. A climate change backing right like there's always like we're trying to create like electric vehicles like for the idea of climate change with like spacex it's been fucking mars right it's like mars 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 like all like there's a lot more that goes into spacex than like 
Mars, but like that's the thing that gets people to keep coming back and be like, oh, this is like the end goal. That's something that like whether or not it's true or not kind of doesn't even matter, but it's like good storytelling and it's like something that like fucking obviously the Biden administration hasn't done and like a lot of people haven't done. And I think it's a reason that like, I mean, you and I are both like huge must skeptics, but like honestly, literally everyone I talk to that's like not in our circle, they all like Musk because they find him like exciting. You know what I mean? I think that's part of the thing that like applies to like this whole decision and why it's like you have like like I will just I mean this is a very small percentage but it's like literally every time I write about fucking Tesla or SpaceX and shit it's like I get the most people fucking angry at me because it's like there's so dude there's so many people that are like so diehard must because it's like I feel like a lot of people like because they don't have a lot of shit to believe in. It's like they want to believe in this dude. You yeah, know which what I mean? is deeply, deeply sad. Yeah, like, it is. On so, so many levels that, like, the best we can hope for is someone who is, like, at, in the best case scenario, I mean, would, like, leave every single fucking person on Earth behind to, like, rocket himself to some fucking moon of Jupiter or something in the hopes that he could live in a little, like, little in insulated chamber like in vr um deeply upsetting shit but i, I at the same time i do understand the impulse because i think there's been a significant feeling of being having been left behind by like our duly elected representatives and stuff because nobody has fucking answers for yeah, uh for sure the uh i mean not nobody but certainly nobody who is in a position of power and he you know has a fucking bully pulpit granted i think we're not going to fucking Mars. Like, mark my words, Elon Musk, nor anyone else, is bringing us to Mars in the near future. Um, all of this shit is just a sort of charade and an and ongoing sort of uh, shell game, a bit of fucking coconut shy to keep the, sh the share price up. And it all is just like a, a more or less a means of market manipulation. Um, to me, not to say that there aren't kernels of, of, of underlying IP or technology to, to keep the whole thing burning, but, uh, you know, I'm, I find like what Musk, Elon Musk is, and honestly, in this way, he is sort of the man of the moment is like, he is the ultimate bullshitter. Like he's the fucking person to, who keeps the spotlight on himself and like in so doing, like just keeps, keeps the money spent on him uh productive because it's all as long as like no 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 news is bad news like no press is bad press and he can just keep that shit running even if half of every tesla 50 percent of every tesla sold in the united states gets recalled which happened like in the past couple weeks and that doesn't really do fucking dog that doesn't do that doesn't do anything to the, to the share price you know what i mean yeah i i I agree. I think the only addition, which is a slight addition that I would say, is that my I think it's like he's the perfect person for the time in that sense, but also that he like sort of, I think that he kind of in a way, my perspective with Trump too, is that like I think that he makes himself believe the con a bit too, right? Of Where course, it's like, yeah. I think that like, I, I think that when he's talking about like his fascination with going to like a fucking, you know, a moon on Jupiter or like, you know, the the weird stuff about like a Tesla's being able to like do the robot or something. I think he does actually like 
make himself believe that that's a interesting and good thing. But I think that's like the power of it, right? Is that like it's the same reason that I think that like Trump was a con man, but like some of the shit, you know, when it came to the conspiracies and stuff, I think he really did. Like he had this ability to make himself believe it, which like made it seem convincing. And I think that's why like people are really convinced with a lot of the shit. Like Elon Musk really does sell the climate shit. Because I think that, like, in his own sort of twisted way, and, like, maybe it has to do with his, like, you know, fucking autism. <laughs> like, I I don't know. Call me whatever you want to call me. It's, like, it's, it, it is, like, true in his mind. And, like, we're in a situation now where, as, you know, as long as, like, you believe it and, like, you act on it, then, like, people, that's enough for some people um, if you have results. Um... I will say this is completely off tan- tangent, but uh, you know I I wanted to bring it up because it was in the article. The one don't read, dear dear listener. If I've read a lot of shit for this podcast that I most of it's wonderful and great, uh, and I'm happy to read it. But uh, including like we read a 400 page book about DARPA yeah, that was did. actually excellent, and I loved it. It was um, pretty good, and it was great. Um, this fucking article that time wrote is one of the so worst things I've long. ever fucking written. I've ever read. You and should so not have bad. Read this, it is horrible. It's, it's shitty and it's bad. I've been bad, scrolling through this for and it's, fucking it's literally just like a, the, the sloppiest top. Yeah. Just throat job of, <laughs> yeah. of, of, and you know, I'm sorry, my parents, but, the richest but man in the however, world. I will say yes. there's a couple of nuggets in there. Um, one of which was, um, which maybe this is public knowledge before, but they were talking about his dad, um, who, who owned, like an emerald mine in South Africa. Well, yeah, that, but which that I knew, but apparently he late in his life had a child with yeah. his stepdaughter. Yes. Yeah. Which, who was like 40 years, his senior he did like a, he did like a fucking, um, he also like killed multiple people in his house. Apparently yeah, like he, he killed, murdered, he like killed like some, some intruders, South African intruders who, uh, you know, under interesting circumstances, like in, in invaded his house. Cause he was like a hated member of the fucking, I, yeah, I mean, I have no doubt people probably in that not time to period justify you know whatever had... <laughs> crime or so on so have you but yeah he killed some intruders yeah and then yeah he he impregnated his like stepdaughter i believe yeah um yeah i mean to this day i mean i guess to elon musk's credit he's like i hate my fucking dad he's a horrible person yeah i mean i honestly i mean regardless of the other shit i feel like i i, I kind of get why Elon Musk is a little bit wacky. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? I mean, he definitely did not have like a a traditional upbringing. Granted, he himself has seven children. Um, that's true. One of them's name is X. Right. Well, that's the famous one. The other ones, I'm sure, are battling with a team of lawyers to get a little piece of daddy's pie. But sure. Um, Lord well, Lord apparently, Lord. yeah. Apparently, one of his wives they just married. Like they they divorced three times. The single wife, but. Yeah, he's not a, um, <laughs> you know, not you a great... You to be a real bastard to be worth a quarter trillion dollars and, like, nickel and diming your ex-wives. Like, you could give them each a million dollars. Well, but if you're like Bezos, you just lose it all in one... You lose half of it in one... Yeah, but you've seen him. Swivel. He's dressing like a Dominican guy from 1979 uh, and uh, <laughs> living his best life, so... 
Maybe there's some there's a lesson there. Maybe so. Yeah, he's doing fine. I'm yeah. Her, I'm appreciative that his wife seems to be giving out this most article, of this. Mac. What the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, it was pretty ass. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> this is not so a great bad. time. He just keeps going. Yeah. Oh, well, you guys, we don't have a Patreon, but you should reach out to Mac and find out how you can send him money for having read a, a 75,000 word article about how cool Elon Musk is. So we don't have a Patreon. How talk to him about it for 20 minutes. However, though, there is a, a little birdie in my ear. It tells us that we may in the near future, very near future, have some physical goodies that some of you guys might be able to get if you're so inclined. So, um, nothing official to say yet, but just keep in mind if you, uh, you know, if you're thinking about buying an extra expensive coffee the next couple of weeks or, uh, maybe splurging on some sort of, uh, ASOS, um, top apparel, maybe hold off <laughs> on that for now. Um, maybe hold off on that for now. You might have something else to spend it on in the near future. Just a little thought. Very cryptic. But, uh, but that's I, all I have from my my side of the intel. All right. Well, let's, you know, I, I have nothing more to add myself. Um, well, Mac, I guess it's it's our first episode of 2022. Elon Musk is the man of the year. Who do you think will be man of the year next year? That's a good question. Probably, you want my real answer or my funny answer? Well, your real answer? Yeah, uh, Jeff Bezos. All right. And what's the funny one? Jonah. Thank you. <laughs> I think you got those two confused, but that's okay. I'll accept it. We're going to be the man of the year when we yeah, the feature fuse is out. each other be into them. one horrific monstrosity named Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be the man of the year, folks. Just, uh, you know, keep, keep, uh, watch this space. Don't touch that dial. It's true. Um, all right, Mac. Well, with that, shall we conclude and then rejoin? Uh, Rejoin our bodily fluids uh, <laughs> next time. Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, man. Later, y'all. Ciao.